Welcome back to GPS Sports. It's me, Quinn, here alongside Seth and Connor. As usual, how are you guys doing today? Ladies and gentlemen, it is our Valentine's Day special. Sit down with someone that you love. Listen to an hour of GPS Sports. Get real comfy. We all know what you really want to do on your Valentine's Day, <laughs> and that is listen to the three of us banter about sports, semi-intellectually. <laughs> so get your significant other on the couch. Maybe get a little bit of popcorn. a warm fire. A couple of chocolates. A couple of chocolates. A blanket. Turn on your 1960s radio. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm very uncomfortable with the right antenna. Now. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Turn on Spotify. Say, hey Alexa, play GBS Sports on Spotify. Season two, or episode Apple two, and then Alexa's she's gonna be like, I don't know what that is, <laughs> and then you can be like, No, Alexa, GPS Sport, and then she can be, like, I I still don't. That doesn't, and then you're gonna have to type it in, but you can type it in real slow. Do you want me to do, do a, a web search GPS Sports? <laughs> Do we it. all talked at the same time there. Yeah. I don't know the, uh, we had three different jokes. I'm sure all and of mine them were just funny. went I'm like sure all were super funny. Um, anywho, um, I'm excited. Guess why I'm excited? Why are you excited? Why are you excited? You're I'm not to guess. gonna guess. I'm not. I'm not gonna guess. All right, I'll guess because Seth's not guessing. Suck it, Seth. I'll guess. I'll guess. All right, too. he'll guess too. I'm guessing that you're excited because um, your LARP team beat the other LARP. Team. <laughs> what do you? Are they teams or are they groups? Oh no! His XF the the XFL is coming to San Diego. Yeah, yeah. No. You knew. I wish that would be cool. Oh what? Wow. <laughs> that's not. They're not. Cardale Jones passed on the Seattle XFL Honestly, team that would for be like great 200 yards. Place two to put an XFL so. team is, is San out. Diego. I don't know. No, you guys. Whatever. I'm excited because baseball <laughs> is back. Uh, not Ooh. officially. Games haven't started yet, but Ooh. but pitchers and catchers reported <laughs> today. Um, which brings me to the first thing that we're actually going to talk about. Um, so, uh, before we get to that aspect of what happened today, uh, let's let's rewind about a week or so. Mm. Um, I think it was last Friday, MLB Network did an interview with the one and only A.J. Hinch, former manager of the Houston Astros, uh, during their 2017 campaign. Uh, and as we all know, they had that whole scandal happen. So, um, I want to recap that. Uh, we touched a little bit about it on the last podcast, uh, but let's talk about what's happened since we last um, covered it yeah. on the podcast. Um, so over the last month, a uh, few things have happened. The punishment got handed down. Um, if you need any more information huh, about this, what by the punishment? Way, <laughs> true. Uh, go to our scandal episode. Yes. Yeah. The one. I yeah. It's we have last a specific season. scandal episode that is all about Miles Garrett and the Astros because <laughs> that happened the same week. Um, but it was huge. Um, the the punishment got handed down. Lots of backlash on that. We touched a little bit on it last week, and I want to talk a little bit more about it uh, later on the podcast this week. Uh, but basically, they got uh, a slap on the wrist, kind of. Um, it was. AJ Hinch. They got like a slap bracelet on the wrist. It's like a gift. Right. Yeah. It, was, it, it felt like a gift. Anyway, you tell them what it is, Quinn. Yeah. So manager and GM uh, were both suspended for one year. One. Uh, and for the next two years, their first and second round picks are um, eliminated. Do you know what they would do with that though? Is it they're just going to be twenty? They just it, don't get a first and second round. Teams? Yeah. They just skip them completely. Oh, okay. Something like that. Um, so anyway, a lot of fans are quite upset with this, uh, and, and we'll talk about the league reaction after we get to the meat of the Astros themselves um, afterwards, because there's a lot of backlash right now um, from baseball fans in general about how the league has been handling things, um, especially with this new proposed rule change. Rob Manfred is getting a lot of flack right now. Yeah. Um, Quinn, uh, let, me, let me be the audience for a second. Which, what rule change is that? Uh... I don't want to get too into it right now, but the proposed playoff changes. Okay. Cool. Um, so we can we can talk more in depth about that. But I want to get kind of exciting. This, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I want to get to this interview real quick um, because it's it's big. So I'm gonna click this link, and I really hope the video loads in quickly and doesn't take forever. What are you taking responsibility for? You know, it happened on my watch, and I'm not proud of that. I'll I'll never be proud of it. I didn't like it. Um, but I have to own it because in a leadership position, I mean, the commissioner's office made it very, very clear. The GM and the manager were in position to make sure that nothing like this happened. And we fell short. 
we've heard reports about Astros players wearing buzzers. I love this underneath part. Underneath their Ready? uniforms. That's how they're getting the signal. What pitch is coming? I know the commissioner's office looked into this and they determined there was nothing to it. Can you assure us there were no buzzers or anything like that being Well, used? the commissioner, we got investigated for three months. Doesn't answer the question. And the commissioner's question. office did as thorough an investigation hmm. as anyone could imagine was possible. So wow, uh, you get the gist of it. He basically, I, I, I'll give him props. He was apologetic for it. No, um, he, he actually, unlike literally everyone else that they've talked to, he, he actually sounds like okay, I did bad, and like I'm. Genuinely I mean, I hope so. He it. lost his job, you know. Right. So, yeah, and I think that's probably why he is the exactly. only one who cares. Because if you, like the MLB should have done, suspended this team from the playoffs for a number of years, made sure that people like Altuve and Bregman couldn't hit the field for a long time, please or ever, then they would be. Truly apologetic, but weirdly, it's the it's only the guy who lost his job. The I thing about understand. it for me that that really hits is that the end, the last part of that clip that I played, um, where he asks about the buzzers under the uniform, which is a implication that's come up in the past few uh, weeks, yeah. months, whatever. Um, he completely dodges the question, and he says, uh, and instead of answering yes or no, he says the MLB conducted a full investigation and I trust their findings. That's a, that's a politics answer right there. Yeah. So, yeah. Let's just take a moment, Quinn, and think about from from his perspective, he has players, from my understanding too, which is loose, which is good because I'm here to ask questions. From my understanding, was it that the batter gets to hear a certain number of like hits or whatever that these players can see through a camera in the center field that shows what pitch is coming next mm-hmm. and then he's like is it like off speed or yeah is it so ba- be? basically they'd tell him like oh it's going to be a curveball or oh this is going to be a fastball and then they would say they would say that by hitting a a, a, a trash, a trash, trash can. can and you can hear we can hear them oh, do yeah. that you can hear yeah. it on the on the on the game audio and obviously you're not going to hear it if you're not looking for it um, but people are going back and scrubbing through these, and you can hear the bangs. You know. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad they cornered Hinch. With, yeah. with, that was a. They did a really good job of asking questions in a way that he couldn't run away from, but that also wasn't, you know, straight up mean. But they were just like, you know, come on. How the, do you not know? The can was close to you. Did you hear it? And he can't just be like, what? I, man, the batter could, but me in the dugout could. Right. Like, he had to answer that, and Especially, they got him to. Who's watching the camera? That's my question. Well, so allegedly, the their, their whole setup was they had... How big is the dugout? So you're telling me you're telling me AJ Hinch so doesn't you, see... You know in the dugout... No, he absolutely knows. Yeah, right, whatever, right, no, he, bro. He does. He, well, and that's that's the thing, is they were like, how, there's no way you didn't hear this. And they basically just got him to say, like, yeah, I mean, I, I knew it was happening. Yeah. Um. So you can't really deny it. Um, so anyway, that whole interview happened, and I do want to say I give AJ Hinch props for apologizing for that. Um, really bold and a really good move by him. Yeah. Um, I think he could have handled it better prior to this. Um, but yeah. So that brings us to today. Uh, pitchers and catchers are reporting, um, and. The players are going to their respective spring training stadiums to start training, uh, which means players are officially at spring training. And so is management. So is all the staff. Uh, So outside the Astros spring training facility today, um, they had security guards making sure nobody could get in. um, And, you know, because obviously people want to retaliate about this. Mm -hmm. Um, And they held a press conference. Uh, and that's what I want to talk about is that press conference. So we're going to start out with a clip here uh, of the response from Alex Bregman and Jose Altuve, um, both leaders in the clubhouse, guys that have been linked to this event. Um, and and all stars. Let's yeah. not forget absolute all stars. So uh, it starts out with Bregman. So here we go. I have some brief remarks that I'd like to share with y'all. I'm really sorry. About the choices (laughs) that were made by my team, by the organization, and by me. End with me. Good call. I've learned from this, and I hope to regain the trust of baseball fans. I would also like to thank the Astros fans for all of their support. It's a quick little apology, and then we go. We as a team 
are totally focused on moving forward oh, to the 2020 season. Thank you. Okay, so wow. to me, I listen, props for apologizing. And, and yeah. I, I, I got I to gotta say, I know they're probably doing it as a PR move, but, but uh, <coughs> Bregman's apology felt more like a, I'm sorry we got caught, you know, than oh, a, like, I'm sorry for cheating. He, I hate apologies when the only emotion to the apology is that you slowed down and spoke sentence by sentence. Yeah. That doesn't make it emotional. That doesn't make it true. And that doesn't mean that you're feeling what you're saying. If I start to deliver all of my sentences like this, I want you to know that that terrible thing that I did, it was Pause. wrong. Pause. Deep pause right before yeah. it was yeah. wrong. Well, and let me end with me because first it was my team, then it was the management. Oh yeah, and also I was there. Uh, but you know, we're all sorry. Yeah. Here's here's the thing. This is really important. What what you're saying, Seth. Obviously, for AJ Hinch, there's like there's no way you didn't know, and for like Bregman, there's no way that you're not guilty. And this is them going on their public relations apology tour, period. This is really important for sports fans everywhere because this is where media literacy comes into play. Because uh, you're right. Obviously, this is a PR move, Quinn, with, you know, the PR of the Astros got a fire breathing up their butts. And so they're like, okay, what are we going to do? We're just going to apologize. And all we're going to do is say, we're moving on. We're moving on. It was wrong what we did because it's proven. And uh, we're moving on because that's what they're going to do. But as like sports critics, which I like to think of ourselves as, for the MLB, the what matters in this whole conversation is not what the Astros are doing, but rather what's actually happening to the Astros. The Astros are doing exactly what we all expect them to do. They're apologizing, they're covering their butts, we caught them, whatever. No what, one on the team has said cheated by the way i don't yeah <laughs> but they whether or not we have proof that they did i don't even care i don't even care about how authentic the astros are you're cheating from my perspective as someone who loves the brand of baseball first of all baseball is getting more clicks now than it ever has in the offseason in a long time mm-hmm. so for the brand it's almost good because like you know that whole any press is good press thing yeah. the whole like recent donald trump's president right it's like you get in the news you just get your name so first of all for the mlb brand they're getting clicks that's good but it's bad because it's for cheating. And so I would argue it's good for the brand, but what you got to do is make it a more severe penalty to the Astros, and that is the flaw here, okay? If I'm the commissioner of baseball, Quinn, do you know his name off the top of your head? Yeah, Rob Manfred. If I'm Rob Manfred, I'm giving them a much harsher punishment, and that's the conversation we need to have because what precedent are you setting? How high of a bar are you going to set for uh, expectation for your league? you got to set it impossibly high because you want your players to be professional. Is and I want to talk about Rob Manfred yes. after we finish going through these clips because uh, that is a big point of contention with this whole scandal mm-hmm. is how he's handling it. Yeah, and let me just – this is my this is all I mean to say, fellas – is this good for the clicks that the MLB is going to get as a company? It, like, are they going to just get more press and that's going to be good for them? Yes, but it should be done with a uh, a greater punishment so that something like this doesn't happen again. And I use big air quotes because <laughs> if this, you know, if en- if more cheating stuff comes out, obviously the drama, the media is going to be dr- dr- drawn towards yeah, the right. drama. But again, I think the conversation that we need to be having as a sports people is like how can we set a bar high enough to where you feel like you don't want to cheat again because if i'm the astros and i just got a couple picks taken away and my manager is you know is suspended for one year one year that is encouraging me to do it again legit absolutely and And other teams as well Mm -hmm. yeah um so um we can go to the angels opening series against the astros by the way for 18 dollars. you guys want to go Watch every Astro get hit by a pitch yeah. <laughs> and win 19 to 0 because they just like. And get booed. Oh, so yeah. Loud. That's going to be nice. Absolutely. That's going to be nice. Um, okay, so. And I, go to Seattle for I about wanna, $6. So. I'm, I'm going to skip. <laughs> They'll pay you $6. I'm going to skip Altuve's part in this um, because it's basically him saying the same thing. I actually respect Jose Altuve, and I feel bad that he got caught up in this because I feel like he didn't really know what was. The, the big implication like he he English is obviously obviously his second language and before 2017 he was a very respected well-playing player um 
I, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about that. Are you telling that. me that he is not in some way responsible for this? Oh, he absolutely is. Oh, yeah. Then I don't feel bad for him whatsoever. I, don't, I could so. give a crap about Jose Altuve. Anywho. <laughs> Quinn's the, like, the ouch, combined, guys. <laughs> the combined player uh, apology on this on this press conference, which was Bregman and Al- Altuve, yeah. was a minute and 25 seconds. <laughs> yeah. So See? That, that, was, that was there. Our players have apologized. Anyway, next clip. Uh, this is... Uh, GM Jim Crane uh, talking, and these clips are spliced together, mind you, um, but they're... <laughs> same interview. Same interview, 55 seconds apart. Wow. So ready for you this? You know, our opinion is, uh, you know, that this didn't impact the game. Um, we had a good team. Um, we won the World Series, and we'll leave it at that. <laughs> wait, Jim, wait. talking about the Yankees there. Did you say you feel like this didn't impact the game? And what do you mean by that? I, I didn't say it didn't impact the game. You know, my opinion is, uh, Ready? you know, they're going to play it back. Didn't impact the game. I, I didn't say it didn't impact the game. You know, our opinion is, uh, you know, that this didn't. Imp- so he, he says, our opinion is that this didn't impact the game, and then the reporter comes back with the gotcha moment, and he's yeah. like. You know, what do you mean by he didn't? He's like, oh, I never said that we didn't impact the game, and this Holy is fifty-five crap. seconds apart. Yeah. Um. So. To me, and we can move on to the next clip because there's not that much to break down on this one. That's that's, that, that's the wildest just, thing that I've heard from this this that, that organization. Oh wait, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> here's the next clip. Um, Gee whiz. Yeah, this one's 28 seconds. So how is it a sign stealing is a distinct advantage for the hitter? So how is it it doesn't affect competition? So then, what are you guys apologizing for? Excellent question. Excellent question. Excellent. Love, yeah. Journalists are killing it in this oh, whole scenario. They're licking their chops. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're telling me they cheated? Oh, okay, put me on the case. But, so, but they're they're shooting the right shots, and yeah. that's something that's important to do and to keep people on their side rather than the Astros' side, and they're just nailing them. So let's listen to her question again. She says, like, so you're telling me, like, you didn't cheat. Jim, sign stealing is a distinct advantage for the hitter. So how is it that it doesn't affect competition? So then what are you guys apologizing for? Boom. Um, we're p- apologizing because we <laughs> broke the rules. But isn't sign stealing a distinct advantage for the hitter? So doesn't it automatically impact competition? It, it, it could possibly do that. It could possibly not. <laughs> okay, guys, we're going to wrap up. Thank it you. could possibly. Read, read back the stats from the playoffs of what they were hitting <laughs> yeah. at home versus I, dude, it I, could possibly. Brian McCann was hitting like oh, .018. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it, like at home, he was hitting like 500. This is, it could possibly, you know, maybe impact the game. You know, if, if you're like, if you squint really hard and like tap your heels together. Uh, so, so, okay, here's. Here's my here's my thing about this is it just it felt like a very uh service interview you know like this is this is our obligation so we're just going to say it because we kind of have to to save face you know mm-hmm. and even Jim Crane I, like my 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 biggest pet peeve with this is they haven't admitted to cheating yeah um they said Jim Crane said we're apologizing because we broke the rules which is not apologizing because you cheated. It's not apologizing because you did something morally well, then, wrong. Okay, well, I you're mean, saying you're saying we got caught breaking the rules. You're not saying I'm sorry. We did something dirty. We did something, and I, 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 I genuinely apologize for that. Yeah, I mean, I hear what you're saying, Quinn. That he is trying to apologize without taking the moral brunt of the ethical issue. It's the verbiage of it, though. Yeah, you know what I mean. And that's just um, that is a some public relations person who's writing down what he's going to say on a note card and giving mm-hmm. them to Jim Crane and saying, "This is how you want to say what you're going to say." Yeah. Um, because the whole obviously they cheated. Obviously, it affected the World Series because of you know we have all of these home and away numbers. There are so many Astros fans out there, and even players within the Astros organization that are holding to the fact that they didn't cheat, though they just found loopholes in the rules. Yeah, no, th- that's always going to happen, right? That you can 
within the the cheating discussion, and this kind of goes into the philosophy of all of rules, is you can say we broke the rules and didn't get caught for it as a loophole, but obviously (coughs) there is no rule expectation in baseball that you're able to know what the pitch is or else there would be some structure in place or some system in place that would let hitters know, right? Exactly. This is like playing poker and knowing what the other guy has. It's like counting cards in blackjack. You guys know what counting cards is? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, I've you know, seen the movie Twenty One. Yeah, two thousand eight. Great movie. Um, <laughs> I'm twenty one, <laughs> but but like, it's when you have that statistical advantage in blackjack, you're gonna win the game, and that's why most casinos don't allow you to count cards. Right? Yeah, it's exactly like that, Quinn. So that's why most casinos don't allow you to cheat. <laughs> it's not technically cheating. <laughs> most. You know, you're 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 <laughs> technically just finding a loophole, and you're you're taking advantage of it, right? No. But it gives you such an unfair advantage that it is cheating. Yeah. It other teams. And and one of my points about this that I want to make um, real quick is this is a big-budget team scandal yeah. because teams like the San Diego Padres, for instance, or the Seattle Mariners, for instance, Hey-oh. can't <laughs> keep up with teams like the Red Sox, the Astros, the Yankees in these huge market Dodgers. areas Yeah, right. that can afford to have these complex... Uh, camera systems and can can devote money and complex funds cheating methods. Yeah, right. So y- you don't y- you can't come up with these methods if you don't have the money to come up with these methods. So. I think you can. I mean, what? it's just a camera. Well, sure, you can, but it's not going to be nearly as effective as these guys. Yeah, because you suck. And so that's <laughs> the Mariners. Could, I bet the Mariners have been cheating for years. <laughs> <laughs> they just suck. Yeah. Um. Basic. Yeah, I hear you, Quinn. And this is my thing, though. The issue is I think that the because the punishments were so they were so i want to say tempered they're so low key that it's encouraging a team like the mariners to want to cheat like that the astros had a good lineup right they had they had talent and so baseball is such a hard sport that it the astros are going to be winning when they cheat in that way because it's so hard to cheat in such a difficult sport that's why nobody questioned it either if the Mm -hmm. mariners are terrible one season and have the same lineup and are suddenly great the next season it's like "Hmm." that might be impossible in the sport of baseball (laughs) just because of how hard it is to hit a round ball traveling 90 miles an hour with a round bat square and that's the thing is even with cheating there's still a level of skill attached and there's still a level of randomness attached so it's not like you can you can tell like right out of the gates oh this person's cheating because you still have that like you know random aspect to the game like you can hit a ball as hard as you can but it'll go right to the center fielder yeah yeah yeah. so it's like oh i knew it was an off-speed pitch and i would lace it to left field just to the left fielder right yeah i agree the the thing there's the problem boys here's the problem speak this is the problem (laughs) seth is that in for the astros organization and this goes also for baseball is how do how are we policing these dugouts because to me as like i am not a huge fan of baseball i don't watch it all the time but you'd think there'd be some player like or like some third party in each dugout because to me it seems so obvious that something like this could happen hmm. that why is there no policing or no way of knowing like it's like kind of a solid point you know, like, why is there not a league official in every dugout sort of double-checking that this doesn't happen? Quinn, this is on so. the league, right, Quinn? This is the league's fault. This The Astros did cheat, but they were given—they cheated in the most obvious way ever. Yeah, like, in, that's in, like, a stupid in, like, basketball cheat. and football, there's a ton of officials, like, over there. This brings me— Because your bench is on the field. This yeah. brings me to our next, our next little discussion, um, and that is— First off, this could be potentially the biggest scandal in baseball history, bigger than the steroid era, um, where you had so many people juicing that it was it was inflating these numbers and stuff. You know, um, they're still juicing. Yeah, sure, but they're finding less obvious ways to do. It. I'm talking when you guys you had guys that were like jacked, yeah, like yeah. Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, <laughs> Sammy um, Sosa, yeah, Barry Bonds. You know, um, see Barry Bonds break his bat like on his leg. Yeah. Just like, oh. Um, so this could be the biggest random scandal. drug test. That's me in the league office. And oh, we're gonna give you a random drug test. <laughs> Wait, I just realized the Dodgers have been screwed over by both these things. Ryan Braun took the MVP from Matt Kemp yeah, when Ryan right. Braun was <laughs> ah, rip. Um, so 
here, here's the deal. They just got Mookie bats. They're fine. Yeah, we're this, fine. They're going to be is, all right. This is why I'm upset about this, is that the league is handling it in such a poor way. Yeah. Um, and sure, you could argue uh, they need the press for this, um, but they're still getting the press regardless of how they handle this. Yeah. And, um, for me, this was Rob Manfred's chance to set a precedent. Yeah. To make an example, because that's what we did when – when people were juicing, we mm-hmm. said, we're not going to stand for this. You're getting suspended for half a season. You do it again. You're getting suspended for the full season. You do it again. You're out. Yep. You know, that was a hard thing that they said in, in you know, when the steroids thing broke out. This, it's like, uh, yeah, you're kind of, you know, screwed for like one, two years, but then you're going to be fine after that. You know, yeah. uh, you're not even screwed for the upcoming one or two years either. Right. So just and and people are criticizing and I'm not going to get into that cuz I can't make that judgment call. People are saying they didn't go in depth enough with their investigation. They didn't find enough. They didn't look into 2018, 2019. They only looked at 2017. Hmm. Um so it's just it's it's this big thing and people are not happy with Rob Manfred right now. No, uh, they shouldn't be. They shouldn't be. Why not? Listen, Quinn, listen. Like you were saying, this is a great opportunity to set a precedent. I agree with you, the by league, the way. Right? I know, and you're just we're yeah. just doing the conversation. But I, I have already said, and this is my stance on. I'll say it again, Quinn. The fact of the matter is, is that as a commissioner, it is your job to keep the, um, let's say, the brand of your, um, the brand of your league untarnished, right? Yeah. Or and just to uplift it. For instance, Roger Goodell, what's he doing poorly in the NFL is he's letting a lot of these guys who are like domestic abusers and like sexual abusers like run free. And so is so to speak, right? Yeah, like yeah, yeah, always yeah. come back is what I mean by run free is that the if for for example, Antonio Brown, he's coming back guaranteed. That'll happen. And his like he brings a circus of media with him, which is the NFL's getting clicks on it, which is Again, to me, it's too big. It's too big of a thing for Antonio Brown to be given uh, another chance. But again, like they try to scapegoat Ray Rice, but then Kareem Hunt does the same thing, and Kareem Hunt's back on the Browns yeah, yeah. eight games later. And so, and that's what Roger Goodell's doing poorly in the NFL is he's letting these players go off without such a f- severe punishment that players feel like they can get away with it and still keep their job in the NFL. It's not important enough to them. Or I guess they're not scared enough. That's the better way to say right, it. They're not yeah. scared enough. And if I'm a baseball player, I'm still I'm not scared enough of cheating. The punishment and that's bad does not for the fit MLB. the crime. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm not like, oh, if we get caught, worst case scenario, it's going to be um, not that big of a deal to me at all. And yeah. so what I like about the NBA, I don't know. about. I don't know. I just see this scandal, the steroid thing. You see this happen in the MLB. You got all of these this other host of issues with the NFL with players and um, how the NFL dealt with Colin Kaepernick, I think, was super poor. Yeah. And in the NBA, what do we see happening, boys? I don't know. I'm not seeing a lot of news come out of the NBA because I think Adam Silver is running a really tight ship that's really good. That yeah. really gives that's players, true. That's giving true. Giving players lots of freedoms, yeah. and it's giving players lots of leeway to be themselves under a structure that is to say, like, hey, please represent the Lakers well, the Clippers yeah. well. And so anyways— that's all my point to say. Rob Manfred, what he's done is he's not scared anyone. And it should be your job to have your players scared of tarnishing the MLB for you're, the sake of the, the brand. You're the law. You're the police. Yeah, should and, be. and in the juicing era, you know, juicing was like, I don't know, like assault and robbery of like a jewelry store or something. <laughs> sure. And, and you got 30 years for that, you know? Yeah. Like... But this, this is murder because this is <laughs> this is full on. That's a World Series that well, you okay. cheated in. This at is a team wide thing. So this is absolutely murder in the first degree, <laughs> and it's getting community service. Right, yeah, and to add go. and to add to that, the fact that Rob Manfred said nothing about that title, he 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 handed down the punishment. He said, "Hey, you guys aren't getting draft picks. Your owners are getting suspended. Whatever." But he said nothing about the 2017 World Series title. Yep. I'm not asking for, for him to strip it. You know. I'm asking for him to, to say speak s- words to at say all. something like, "Hey, this is forever tarnished. This is a mark on our sport. We're not proud of this. Yeah. This sucks." Instead, they stole their signs, they got their punishment, and they get to keep a ring. And there are, I guarantee you, thousands of people out there that'll say, "Still got the ring," you know. Yep. 
uh, when you when you bring up the whole Astros cheating thing. Houston. Yeah, and I think this is what I see you, Quinn, doing with your videos, and I see what you're saying, too, with the apology tour that lasted a minute and 25 seconds, <laughs> <laughs> is that um, no one's owning up to anything. Right. And I hear you say that, and I agree that... I don't think Rob Manfred's not owning up to that fact that he screwed up, too. This happened on his watch as well, because why don't you have any league officials in the dugouts? Why don't you have anyone, like, I don't know, looking at the players, looking at the TV? Why why was it so easy, is my question, for these players to watch a TV screen of the pitcher's hand in the dugout? You know? Why was it so easy for them to do that? That's the fault of the MLB for yeah. not being they, able they to police to that, changes. right? Yeah. And that's Rob Manfred's fault. So anyway, he's not owning up to his mistake, and obviously the Astros are like only going to own up to um, as little as they can with and still get away with it. Right. Saying it's an apology tool. So anyway, all all to say, Quinn, is that the MLB is not giving, not doing themselves any favors. Sure, they're getting clicks. Sure, that's good for him. But he has not set a precedent well, and I hope this happens again because yeah. he is making me think that he wants there to be more cheating in the sport based on how soft of a punishment this is. I'm excited for this season, though, because we know <laughs> just from, from life that when a ruling government does not do its job, the people will do it for them. Sure. And so you're going to see an entire season, an entire next three, four, five, maybe more, more seasons where every Astro who goes up to bat at an opposing stadium, everyone that's announced on the starting lineup gets the absolute crud booed out of them. They cannot be seen in public as they're leaving the stadium. They, if they get traded to another team, will immediately be outcast by those fans. It is over for these players as like people in the sport. You know, as, as a team, you know, they'll be fine in a few years and they'll, you know, they'll technically, they'll win a lot of games. They'll still probably make the playoffs this year i'm not worried about any of that yeah but the the people who watch this sport are not happy and they will show it and it's going to be interesting to watch um if this does happen again and rob manfred doesn't do anything it uh, do anything with it uh there will be blood like <laughs> oh yeah he is he's not keeping his job i i think people are going to be up, owners are going to be upset that that get cheated against they already are um and i i think it, it'll be crazy uh, another thing that Rob Manfred in the last week uh, has has done, and I want to wrap this up so we can talk about other sports, but um, he's under a lot of flack right now because he has made a proposal um, that a lot of people are, happy Valentine's are, are not Day. happy with mm-hmm. um, to change the playoff structure of Major League Baseball. <laughs> he's like, let's change the subject for a second. <laughs> yeah. So, and that's that's what people are saying. It's a. It's that's a, what this is. Guys, it's hear a, me out. Fourteen teams. <laughs> yeah. So this is a red herring, boys. This is a red. He's just you're right. exactly us. what it is. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, he's like, oh, you know, right now we have ten team playoffs. Five teams per league get two wild cards, and then the one that wins the wild card goes on. So, under this proposal, you eliminate the wild card game. You have a wild card round. Um, in which it follows the rest. It's not a, a one winner or one game winner takes all game. It's it's a it's a series. Uh, so it'd be a longer playoff. Yeah, but it, all at one place, which is interesting. Yeah, neutral field or home 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 field. <laughs> okay. okay, all at the home field. Uh, so under the leaked plan, and I'm reading from Yahoo Sports uh-huh, right leaked. now. All right, boys. <laughs> all right, for ML- viewers at home, yeah, I have leaked. I have all fingers and toes giving air quotes leaked. <laughs> um, MLB would expand its postseason from 10 to 14 teams, and allow the higher seeds to select their wild card opponents. That last part, which would come to life on a dramatic Sunday night selection show, gen- it's the WWE <laughs> uh, baseball. Generated buzzy headlines and immediate debate. Oh, I'm sure it did, Yahoo Sports. So it's like it's like this reality show type, you know, kind of like the draft lottery for NBA, uh-huh. but a little bit more uh, so ca- that- campy. Magic Johnson comes out there. Hear me out, guys. We want the Cardinals. The Cardinals are garbage. We want them first <laughs> round, baby. Let's get this over with. So yeah. let me let me get this straight. So we got right. we got four teams that are going into the playoffs as the winners of their division. Then three. They're, they're three, three, three for the division, three and then yeah, central. East, oh, three west. divisions, yeah. and then we got, and then we got two, three. I guess, wild card I guess, teams? yeah, two wild card teams. So and that's then, gonna be total five. And then I guess you'd pick. So you have three, the three division winners going, and then I'm trying to get this straight, Quinn. Then no, you there's have, four. I, I'm trying to get this straight. Okay, too. there's four wild card teams now. Yes, I guess so. 
Okay, I think there's four. There's four. Okay, and so that what would that fourth team be? Would that fourth team be like so the, the best record? And, yeah, I guess the third and the fourth, fourth one is the best record. So we have yeah. the so we have the let's call it the three best records, and then the, the fourth is the best record of the not first place team. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and then good. and then we have two more. Are you telling me no one more? Who gets to choose? Yeah, something like I'm that. I'm really I don't know. It's so, so it's the normal five so teams, ta- and the two wild card teams get to choose their opponents. Okay, so it's three wild card teams. I, I, Four wild card teams. Top two wild card teams. Just, just. No, no, no. no. <laughs> we can, figure, <laughs> boys. We can figure this out. Okay, Quinn. How many wild card teams are there? Right now. Yeah. Two. Two wild card teams. How many are proposed? How many division winners are there? Three. Three. That's five. Yes. yes. And so we're expanding that, it that's to what, fourteen. Total. Total. So over that's the, over two, over two leagues. Two leagues. Uh, okay, and so, so that's just one other wildcard team choosing the Mariners, and then the other wildcard team choosing, sorry, Quinn, the San Padres. Diego, no, probably the Marlins. Yeah. The oh, yeah. Wait, so they get to choose any team in the league? I don't think that's no, how it works. No, that can't that be right. Yeah, any right. team? Then you or just is it like any team? <laughs> if I'm being completely honest, I don't understand this at all. You win like 50 games, and then you just win a World Series because somebody picked you out of the lot. I don't think that's it. That's that okay. Uh, Divin- division winner with second best record gets to pick first round opponent from the three wild cards. From the three wild okay, wait, wait, cards. Okay, wait, okay. Hold on, hold on. So oh. this is six teams. You know that that gif of that woman <laughs> with blonde hair and there's all the grass. We should, and we should, she's like we should, trying to figure out. We should what. consider it's not moving grass, on. It's math. We should consider moving on from this soon because I'm sure our listeners are getting. <laughs> If, I'm this. confused. Okay. If you're listening right, at right. home live, which is not how this works, text in what actually the hell is going on. Oh, oh <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting notifications out the wazoo. <laughs> um, okay. I have 14 texts that all say to move on. So here's here's what it says: seven playoff teams in each league, up from five. <laughs> the team with the best record in each league gets a first round buy. So that's div- three first round buys. No, that's one. In each league, so there's two leagues. Two, so two, one two first, first round, round buys. So that leaves six teams in each league. One per league. One per league. Who cool. now get to draft each other? Two division winners and the best wild card team. Okay. Host a best of three series against the bottom three wild cards. So there are four wild cards. There are four wild cards, but in this scenario, the best wild card um, is kind of treated like a division winner. Yes. Because the other one gets a buy. And yeah. then there are three, three, three other ones. Right. And then the three big dogs get to be like, all right, we want to pick. We this. want the baby dogs. So technically then, are we saying it's the best six records in baseball? Yes. The best, no. Per, per league. So Okay. The so best, the, the best seven per league. The best seven records per league get to Which go into the playoffs. hugely changes the dynamic of the league. Yeah, because what does that leave at? What is there, four times 20? Well, let's look at the one? final standings last year. That would have allowed, a, like... Teams that would have otherwise probably not made the playoffs. Um, I'll say this. I'll say this to Rob or Rod. Rob. Rob. I'll say this about Rob Manfred. Yes, this is a red herring, and it's very interesting. It's a good red herring. It's a good one, right? Because baseball absolutely could use... Um, we've been talking about this for a long time. Baseball could use something to change its sport to make it more interesting, especially with like the emergence of a delayed grati- or uh, an immediate gratification yeah. uh, generation. So, anyways, this is smart. If he doesn't go through with it, you know, as this ages, this could just be like, oh, he was just trying to get us off the scent. Yeah. But I do think it's a good idea because baseball could use... It's genuinely interesting. It's genuinely interesting. And we have seen teams think about changing this. Like at the NBA All-Star Game this weekend, there's going to be like three quarters that each score... is gonna Each quarter is like a new game of its own. And then like the last quarter is like... Uh, first team to 21. It's very confusing. It's so confusing, I can't even explain it, nor do I understand it, but I'm excited to watch it. Um, and you're actually going to watch it, which we normally wouldn't do. Exactly. So we're seeing all these leagues change the way that like they're doing their sport just yeah. for interest. Because like any company, and all of these leagues are companies, right? Like any good company, you're innovating and you're changing yeah. with your audience. But, well, you're changing before they change to yeah. keep them on the edge of their seat. So I'll say this. Rob Manfred, well done. If it's a red herring, screw you. We know you're a cheater. <laughs> but also, you know, if it's not, I think yeah, baseball yeah, yeah. could absolutely use it. Um, let's move on. Um, and talk about basketball. Um, for 14 minutes. My, my favorite sport. Now we're talking, yeah. baby. Well, we can, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Quinn on we our... Got, we got the all-star break this week. Um, 
and we have a lot of storylines, especially coming out of the trade deadline last week, which yeah. we talked a little bit about at the end of last podcast. Um, the All-Star game is going to be this week, um, which will be interesting because they're going to have uh, tributes to Kobe Bryant. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're, we're entering into this period of the basketball season where things start ramping up, the, the, the pennant chase. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Uses baseball term. <laughs> yes. Uh, so let's uh let's break this down and let's talk about what's going on in basketball right now yeah listen boys so i'm this is the all-star break in okay first of all let me get this out of the way i was texting you guys this and i i mean to tell you so in basketball we need to understand that the regular season doesn't start until the playoffs what the regular season is it's preseason the preseason in the nba is actually like uh, summer league and what the summer league is that's like the G League and then the G League is dumb and so <laughs> anyways how often are you really getting a player out of the G League like oh he spent tw- 12 years in the G League and we developed him and now he's a beast for the Hornets <laughs> I don't think we hear that story a lot I think the G League is just another avenue for the NBA to say like oh we're developing players uh, but they don't de- if the players that are really good are already developed enough at college anyway so what we have to understand, men, is I'm going to set our base our base right here. We're going to build from this foundation that the NBA regular season is not the regular season. The battle for L.A. is not going to happen during the regular season. It's going to happen in the postseason. Yeah. The postseason is where players interact with it like it's a real season. That's when we don't see players sit unless it's a serious injury. That's where we see um, the stars come out. That's where we see LeBron play 45 minutes a night, right? And then yeah. the postseason <laughs> is the finals, and then the finals is the actual last three games. So anyway, they're lying about their titles. That's what that point is. <laughs> so at the break, this is what our – this is a good moment at the All-Star break to say, let's take a moment and look back to the NBA first half of the season. What have been the storylines that we have liked? Seth, I wrote a couple down. Do you want to touch on this uh, whole Lakers-Clippers dynamic that's yeah. been going on in the yeah, first absolutely. half of the season? This is, um, I, I like this. So we, we've only seen two games between them, correct? Clippers owned both of those games. Because um, they're better. Because they anyway. are better. <laughs> and that's the thing is I don't think enough people are, are talking about that is – I, I don't see teams that can legitimately stand in the Clippers' way when it comes to the regular season. And by regular season, I mean playoffs. Yeah, it's ex- well, nice. See, if, smart I, man. if I might add, the Lakers, really what they have going for them is a, a two-player offense, you know? R- right. And and defense. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you've, you've got depth there, but you don't have depth like the Clippers have depth. And the Clippers just added more depth. Yeah. Right. Another right. defender. A defender who is the same size of, you guessed it, LeBron James. Right. Marcus yeah. Morris, they, they get him at the trade line, Quinn, and that's really important because now they have another body to put on LeBron. Usually teams have like one LeBron stopper or like one like uh, like PJ Tucker is like oh we're gonna get PJ Tucker and then he can guard LeBron. The Clippers have four people. I love that as a new position, LeBron stopper. The LeBron stopper, you need yeah. to have him to win. That was what Andre Iguodala was for the Warriors, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, that's what Draymond Green was. They the Clippers are beat. Two. Are are built the Clippers are built to beat the Lakers. Yeah, and that's just a fact. And that's a fact. So no matter what, though, first of all, I'm gonna say this for the sake of the discussion. Yeah. The Lakers could take they could take the Clippers if they catch them on an off night a couple times. If sure. LeBron and Anthony Davis are a plus top tier All Pro players, and they're still growing, and you they're know, still growing, Coo- right? You know, Kuz and Caruso and like this kind of core that you have behind those Dwight guys. Dwight Howard has this weird resurgence right? we're seeing. Yeah. yeah. JaVale's not bad sometimes. Yeah. So, you know, they have a Did team. Did I see Rondo hit a three the other night? No, I don't, that I don't be true. play off Rondo. <laughs> I think if the Lakers had gotten Darren Collison, which was the the talk, was that he was going to come <laughs> they're st- back. They're still going to work out J.R. Smith. So, oh. you never know. J.R. Swish might come back in the uh, come back in the conversation. Yeah, definitely not. Um, but, yeah. So, I don't know. It's it's tough because they're deep, but I don't know if they're deep enough. Um, but you're absolutely right. You wrote here that Staples Center will host a, a Western Conference Finals game. Uh, and I I completely agree with that. It's, it's impossible for me to imagine a Western Conference Finals that includes just the Nuggets and... Who? <laughs> who uh, else? I know who else. The Jazz. Do you yeah. think Jazz. the Western Conference Finals ends up being... 
two teams at Staples Center? No. Yes. No? I mean, well, I think it happened. I think I think that would be more exciting than the finals. I think one of one of them has to go out earlier. I think either the Clippers go up against someone who can challenge them because I don't know. They're they've got these weird. Know. The West is Weird good. Teams. The West the, is the West good. is good, and we can't underestimate that. Yeah, this is not the same West that we're used to. But I, I actually, I'm pretty, I'm convinced that I, if we, if I, if you saw Seth a Lakers Clippers yeah. Western Conference Finals, you're not surprised, are you? No, I'm not surprised, but I'm saying the odds of either the Clippers being the four seed and the Lakers being the one seed, or one of these two teams going out before getting to the finals to another team, I think that's pretty high. I think that yeah. that odd is higher than both these teams getting to the Western Conference Yeah, they're not far and away the number one and two is what no, you're saying. No, I hear it's, you, it's yeah. not clear and obvious. And so because of that reason, yeah. Uh, another thing I want to add real quick, and this is kind of a good transition into uh, another, the the Eastern Conference. Um, I am following basketball finally for like just a little you bit. You picked now. the right season, brother. This yeah. is yeah. one of the most exciting seasons I can remember. So uh, let's talk about the Raptors. Because uh, their run over the last, um, yeah. what, was it, what was it, 15 games, mm-hmm. um, has been ridiculous. And Without I want to add, they're on they're on a 15-game winning streak. Is that what it is? Or did they, they make it to? Uh, last time I checked, it was 13, but that was a few days ago. Okay, yeah. so either way, um, their record 15 games ago was 25 and 15. Mm-hmm. So still a pretty respectable, real, real good right, after yeah. four, right, four right. Games. Well, and they they lost right right before the uh, All Star break, mm-hmm. so uh, that streak is now over. But that's that that's a respectable, uh, you know, record. They're now second in their in their conference with a forty and fifteen record, yeah. Uh, yeah. sneaking up on the Bucks, who were Maybe. running away with it for quite a while and and uh, you know there's still six games back yeah obviously, it's a quiet sneak it's tighter <laughs> they're than sneaking and they're in the parking lot they haven't even entered the building yet um could, no. could this could this be you know the the raptors could, making a, a return to the that's a good question quinn and the answer is no and so let me tell you why <laughs> are are the raptors a really sound team without Kawhi Leonard? absolutely and we're seeing that in the rise of pascal siakam as well there's a couple of players who like i don't even know their name who i'm looking at like their stats as like oh so and so just got like 23 points tonight cuz he yeah. had like nine threes which math that math does not work but you know what i'm <laughs> saying um the they are a good team and they are good defensively and i really enjoy watching them i think they're very well coached obviously what we saw them do last year to the warriors who were at full strength um and beating them with Kawhi leonard who yes is probably top five player right now in the nba is exceptional but that team is good all around however this is why i'm telling you they're not gonna win uh, at least they could they go to the Eastern Conference Finals? Absolutely. Will yep. they make it to the finals? No, because I have not seen. I thought last year Giannis was the most dominant player I've ever seen, and now this year I saw Giannis better, and yeah. he's only getting better. Yeah, sure, he's been kind of sidelined with it, like he didn't play last night because they're giving him a rest for the All Star right. break. I have not seen a player dominate in the way that he did. They lost. We forget the Bucks lost Malcolm Brogdon last year. That's true. And he was like a number two, number three guy. Him and Chris Middleton were like kind of vying for that two or three. Like we didn't know who was the second best or third best. Didn't matter for them, obviously. And he was a defensive stopper. And I, I mean, they have it. They only have, what do they have? Nine losses, Quinn. They got the eight Bucks, losses. Eight bucks. losses, yeah. They have Jeez. eight losses. Are you kidding me? At the All-Star break, that's like an 82% win percentage or whatever. They slammed the Lakers. They slammed the Lakers. Here's the deal. Yes, the East is bad, and yes, that's what we're seeing a lot with the Toronto Raptors and a lot with the Bucks right now, that these are two really good teams, but you have to remember, Taking they get advantage. to like play the Bulls. <laughs> you know, like They get to play the Wizards The Hornets twice. exist. The Hornets exist, and they exist so that they can die to the Bucks like every Tuesday night. So, so that's all to say this, Quinn. Yeah. I think the yes, they are good. Both of the like the Bucks are better than Toronto, and their success is likely just due to the Eastern Conference being in the Eastern Conference, being able to play the Knicks. You know, yeah. every couple yeah, yeah. of weeks. Um, unfortunately, we do need to end this podcast early because Seth has to leave. So I want to ask <laughs> one more question about the NBA, so we can kind of close this out. Um, this begs the question to me: um, the Raptors are a good team this year. Uh, they were a good team last year. With Kawhi Leonard on their team, how good is this team? How much better is this team 
with a superstar player on their team? Because I wouldn't say anybody on the Raptors is a over-the-top superstar no. right now. Um, yeah. So let's say they are able to sign a you know really good free agent. Anthony Davis is going to be a free agent this next year. Let's say somehow they're able to. to well, they're get, not going to sign Anthony Davis, no. but they might get somebody. <laughs> but but uh, Quinn, I like your spirit. I like your moxie. <laughs> but if they if they do get um, a superstar level player uh, this this next year, how much better is this team next year? The the championship last year put that team and put that city on the map for basketball. I think every player is realizing how much Toronto cares. Um, and you want to be in an environment like that. Um, and so just because Kawhi moved on doesn't mean the next guy will. Um, and I, I think they're creating a place where where these big names will want to play. And I think they'll have another championship in the next decade. Um, I don't I don't know when that's going to hit. But, yeah, you got to think that this is a destination where people want to go. Well, you're not wrong, too, especially because. In the NBA, we're seeing players not really be as as attracted to big markets like they used to be back in like the eighties and yeah. like the nineties. Where it was like, oh yeah, I just go to Boston, or you go to the want to be a Nick because you like New York. You want to go to L- be a Laker because you like L A. And we're seeing a lot of players like go to smaller markets because of they the chance that they could win there, like right. Russell Westbrook to Houston, right. which again, pretty I don't know, that's a pretty big market. Mm-hmm. But still, anyway. The Toronto Raptors have a great fan base. Even Kawhi Leonard, who is not an outspoken person at all, talked about that great fan base. They have always had, like even when DeMar DeRozan and uh, Kyle Lowry were getting bounced in the second round of LeBron James every other year, that was still a really fun place to watch on television because you see like a whole stadium, they wear white in the playoffs, you see just this cloud of white shirts in the stadium standing up and cheering, going crazy. So... It is a, an attractive place to play. Yes, Quinn, you're right that with a superstar that they could attract talent there, and they got Pascal Siakam. That's an up and comer. You know, that's a star in the making. You got Nick Nurse, who in his second season as a head coach. No, you know what? I'm wrong, boys. In his first season as a head coach, he won an NBA championship. Crazy. Last year, it was his first year, yeah. and so. What you have with this roster is a lot of promise, and I do think that they could sign a player. However, what I'm seeing in the NBA, and this is what I mean to get at, I'm seeing like friends, like team up because they're friends. That's true. Isn't that weird? Like, yeah. like I'm seeing um, who D'Lo and Cat, yeah, Carl Anthony Towns and um, in Minnesota. I know they're they're teaming up in Minnesota, and because they're like buddies, and it's like, oh, is Devin Booker gonna go to Minnesota? Because we know those three <laughs> are friends. I've never seen it before where it's like, oh, the players. Because this is what Adam Silver's done that I like so much. He's letting player freedom sort of. Um, dictate right. where the free market's going to go or the free the market of right. the NBA. And so I'll say this. I don't know if, I guess, Pascal Siakam or like Kyle Lowry should be making more friends because I'm seeing everyone who's like buddies go up, like team up together, like Kyrie and Kevin Durant. They're friends. And now all of us, and with DeAndre Jordan's a friend of theirs. And then it's like, oh, yeah, we'll sign DeAndre Jordan. And like LeBron's done this for a long time. It's like J.R. Swift. Smith is like, oh yeah, no, we want. Let's yeah. try him out. It's because they're friends. It's interesting. And yeah. when so, and that, and why is that? Because of the player freedom that Adam Silver lets happen. Yeah. Um, so I'll say this, Quinn. Yes, they would be a much better team with a superstar. Do I know anyone who's friends with them though? <laughs> no. But if we find out one day Kyle Lowry's like really close friends with Giannis, then the East could be in trouble. It's over. Full stop. Uh, yeah, so we'll obviously be talking a lot more about the NBA in the coming weeks because that's going to be the big sport uh, until baseball season starts back up in a few months. But, um, yeah, thanks for joining us on the podcast today. Uh, we'll see you guys next week on GPS Sports. GPS Sports.